Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 79. And I am recording live from Kiwa Island, South Carolina. Been a nice weekend at the beach so far. But I have to talk about Game 4 of the NBA Finals. That happened yesterday. Golden State with a crucial 107-97 victory to even up the series at two apiece as the series heads back to San Francisco for Game 5 on Monday. And I'm here to break it all down. I was going to do a Game 3 and Game 4 recap, but we have to just talk about Game 4. Game 3, obviously, Boston won. Smart, Tatum, Jalen Brown each uh, with 24-plus points. Very hard to beat the Celtics when those three guys are scoring that efficiently. But again, we're talking about Game 4, so let's just hop straight into it. So Warriors down 2-1. They've been in this position before. They were down 2-1 to the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James in 2015. Ended up rattling off three straight to win their first championship as the core with, obviously, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond. And yesterday, maybe it was the start of repeating history, winning by 10, and the story is 1,000% about Steph Curry. He was unbelievable. 43 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 7 three-pointers. He shot 14 of 26 from the field. And this is undeniably Steph Curry's best game in his NBA Finals career. This was legacy-defining. This was one of the greatest finals performances probably that we've seen in the 21st century. And if they win, if Golden State pulls this out, this will go down as Steph Curry's greatest performance in his career most likely. So again, 43 points for Steph. It was just amazing to watch the third quarter uh, just making some ridiculous three-pointers. Got a little upset the refs because he thought he deserved some calls, which I have to say, a couple of those... I could see where he was coming from, uh, getting a little hit in the back, hit on the side, but Steph Curry was just not human, uh, and he really carried this Warriors team to a victory uh, when a lot of the other guys weren't really stepping up that much. We'll get to them in a bit. Uh, I thought second best player in this series, and everyone kind of thinks this, Andrew Wiggins, 17 points, 16 rebounds. He was also fantastic. Played great defense on Jason Tatum. He forced six turnovers. From Tatum and just the two huge plays when the Warriors were down five. Andrew Wiggins gets two putback layups off offensive rebounds to cut it to one. And obviously Steph Curry did the rest from there. But having those plays from Wiggins because he's been aggressive on the boards. He's been looking to score and he's been ferocious defensively. Having a two-way wing like that with how Andrew Wiggins has been this entire playoffs, has fueled Golden State to this point, and it certainly got them over the hump last night when it looked like Boston was going to kind of get away with it uh, in the fourth quarter, but they stuck with it. They didn't get blown out in the fourth like they have in their two losses, and with Wiggins and Steph leading the way, Golden State pulls this one out, one of seven to 97. I'm so impressed with both of them. So happy for Andrew Wiggins because we obviously know how his career kind of started in Minnesota. People said he didn't want it enough. People said that he was going to be a bust after he got traded. And he was kind of like a laughing stock. But he showed why he is a winning player. He made winning basketball plays last night. 17 and 16 is no joke. That is an amazing stat line for a small forward. So all the props have to go to Wiggins. And then for the other Warriors, Clay had 18. Jordan Poole had 14. But Draymond Green, he uh, two points. Man, two points, nine rebounds, eight assists, one of seven from the field. And Steve Kerr actually 
pulled him late in the fourth quarter, doing a little offense defense subbing, getting Kavon Looney back out there for some rebounding, you know, get some size to compete with Boston's big lineup. And props to Steve Kerr because he's been criticized a lot this series. He made the right decision by taking Draymond out. Draymond has been so poor offensively. He's completely lost his confidence. He was passing up a lot of open layups in that second half once he realized that he wasn't going to score much and his shot wasn't falling. His confidence is completely shot on his jumper. And yeah, I mean, a little Ben Simmons-esque with him just like hot potato, just passing it up, passing it off. So Draymond Green needs to play a lot better. Even defensively, I mean, Jalen Brown has taken advantage of Green this entire series for the most part. So if the Warriors do want to win this because Boston's still probably the favorites, you know, obviously it took a massively amazing Hall of Fame-like performance from Steph Curry to win this one, but Draymond Green has to be better. He's one of my X-Factors for this series, and two points just isn't going to cut it, especially on 107 shooting. He needs to be aggressive offensively. He's got to look to score a little bit because, man, I mean, if Steph Curry didn't hit that three in the fourth, or we'll get to Boston's side in a bit, but they had just enough in that fourth quarter to, to take to take the game. And defensively was also where they won this game in the fourth. Did a great job shutting down Boston. But yeah, we have to see more from Draymond Green. Everyone's making the podcast jokes. It's really funny. Obviously, this is a podcast. Uh, so Draymond, I feel where you're coming from there. Got to record the podcast. Got to stay on the grind. But got to be more aggressive offensively. And he's got to hold his own defensively. If not, Steve Kerr has the right to pull him in the fourth quarter uh, and play Kevon Looney. Because I think Looney's been really good in these playoffs. And he provides a lot of versatility. He can, he can you know, score in the paint. Get offensive rebounds uh, along with Wiggins to get those scramble three-pointers. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of my assessment on the Warriors. A uh, great game all around from uh, just in general. Uh, very physical game. Uh, it was just two teams battling it out, everything on the line. The Warriors knew they couldn't go down 3-1. This had a Game 7 feel to me, in my opinion. The Warriors were so desperate. Bodies flying all over the floor, loose balls. This was one of my favorite NBA Finals games I have seen in recent memory. I loved watching this game. It was so entertaining seeing Steph go ballistic, seeing the Celtics respond back and forth. Again, felt like a game seven. This was an amazing game. So props to the Warriors for obviously getting it done. Now let's head to the Boston side. So Jason Tatum, 23 points, 8 of 23 from the field, relatively inefficient. 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 6 turnovers like I mentioned earlier. Wiggins had a large part in that. Jalen Brown had 21, Marcus Smart had 18, shot 39% from three, but only 40% from the field. But I think the big thing for Boston, and you know, they've gone this way in the playoffs and it's worked sometimes, but in the last half about in that fourth quarter, I think they got three-pointer happy. They weren't looking to drive to the paint. And, you know, if they make these shots, they win this game. You know, they had a lot of open looks, but... You know, I'll pull up a sequence for you guys that I actually saw on Twitter because I thought it was really, really interesting as it just kind of screamed out why Boston lost this game. So the Celtics went up 91-86 to with 7.32 to go. And then went like this on offense. Tatum missed the three-pointer. Tatum missed the layup. Smart missed the layup. Smart made a three to cut it 
or to make it 94-90, go up fourth, 5-18, and then Brown misses a 12-footer. Uh, but then Brown misses a three, Tatum misses a three, Smart misses a three, Smart misses another three, Horford misses a three. So if you look at that, that is five threes in a row that Boston misses instead of looking to get to the paint. Horford makes a three to make it 100 to 97, or they, they were down three at that point. And then Brown had a turnover. Derek White missed a 25-footer in the corner. Um, so that's six points in seven minutes and 32 seconds of game time in fourth quarter, which stopped, which uh, Boston has dominated in this series. That's clearly not going to cut it. I Again, I don't like how three-point happy they got. I wish they got to the free throw line uh, by getting to the paint, drawing some contact, getting some free points, because Golden State really took it up a notch defensively. I, again, I thought Wiggins was so good on that end. I think Clay Thompson held his own relatively well. And in a game like that, when, you know, they weren't 39% from three isn't bad, but when you see the threes aren't necessarily falling, and even though they're good looks, you got to look to get to the paint. You got to look to get your get some easy points because in the finals in desperation time, there is going to be no easy basket. So I think that was Boston's biggest fault. And again, if they hit these shots, I won't be saying this, but because they missed them, that's something I analyze. So yeah, that's a big thing for me. Got a little three happy. Four of 13 from three in the fourth quarter. That's really not going to get it done. Jason Tatum, he really needs to be more efficient. I don't like the turnovers. A lot of careless, um, a lot of careless passing on his part. They only had, they had 15 turnovers to Golden State, 16, but Tatum's going to have to be more efficient for them to pull this out because Golden State's going back uh, going back home with a lot of momentum. And I love the way Jalen Brown has been playing. I actually thought that Jalen Brown up to this point has been the Celtics Finals MVP. And if the series ended right now, I would give it to Jalen Brown. But we all know Jason Tatum is the best player on this team. I like how Jalen Brown can set the tone, but Jason Tatum is your finisher. He's the guy that's really going to get it done in the big moments. We saw it in the Milwaukee series when he dropped 46 in, in an elimination game six. And I know the Warriors are really keen in on him, making his life hard, you know, especially in the mid-range. They're really getting up into him, forcing him to drive. They don't want to give him many looks uh, from three, although he's shooting it pretty well from three in this series. But Jason Tatum has got to be better. And quite honestly, they just got to sometimes just give him the ball and let him operate in the mid post. Because when that happens, typically he draws a double team. He can kick out to a three in the corner. And I know I just said, you know, don't get so three happy. But I feel like a lot of these threes were kind of just later in the shot clock. Some, they were good looks, but... If you give Tatum an opportunity to kind of go to work down low, maybe get a, maybe he gets a look in the paint, makes one of those, then that opens everything up. They just needed a couple easy buckets or just buckets closer to the basket uh, to, to kind of get their offense going again. Because when you miss a few three-pointers, your offense gets a little stagnant, and then your production goes down. So uh, the, those final seven and a half minutes really killed Boston. And then obviously Steph Curry made a couple big shots, uh, made the free throws to kind of end it. But looking at this game in totality in this whole series, really Boston is the better team. There's no doubt about that. Boston has the better roster. They probably have the better coach right now and they've played better in this series in totality than Golden State has. But Golden State has Stephen Curry. 
and it took an all-time great Steph performance to win this one, but that's what makes legends in this league. Stephen Curry had to show up, and for the first time, potentially in like a fourth quarter or you know whatever, however people want to see it, Steph kind of isn't a clutch performer, whatever. I don't believe that, but that's what people say on the street, that he can't perform in the fourth quarter. Certainly didn't do it at the start of this series. He showed it in the fourth quarter, that he can show up when the moment counts, and man, did he do that. So in a way, I kind of want Steph Curry to win this, to get that finals MVP for his legacy. Steph Curry's a good dude, but then at the same time, Draymond Green is just such a frustrating basketball player to watch. So it's a little conflicting for me, but... I just want good basketball. That's what I want at the end of the day, especially if my team's out of it. And we sure got that last night. An amazing game. So fun to watch. And I guess to wrap this up, I want to talk a little bit of what it is like as a fan going up against Steph Curry and these Golden State Warriors. Because in 2019, obviously I'm a Raptors fan. We won the championship that year. We were up 3-1 had great control of the series, and then Kevin Durant came back for a quarter. Then he got hurt, and then we lost game five by three, and then game six, game six, Clay goes off, and then he goes down. But even when it was just Steph, the fear he strikes in a fan base every time he shoots the ball, it it is frightening because he can go off at any moment. He can hit the most, most ridiculous shots, just like he did last night. And with these Golden State Warriors, it is never over till it's over. These guys have shown so much resilience over their dynasty. They know how to get it done. They've been in these moments before. So, and the fact that they brought it to 2-2 is really scary for Boston fans, because I think if Boston goes up 3-1, I think... It is over for Golden State, but even when it looked like early in that fourth quarter, man, Steph's just not going to get done again in the fourth. They found a way to win, and again, with these Warriors, it is never over till it's over. They are so scary to play against. I remember in Game 6 when Clay was just hitting those shots. I was like, oh my gosh, if we have to go back to a Game 7 at home, our players were deer in headlights against Philly in Game 7. It was just Kawhi. I will be frightened. It was very scary. Even even when Clay went down, it was just Steph. When we were running a box to one, trying to triple team him, everything. It. I mean, he's one of the most scary players to go up against because you just never know with a blink of an eye if he's just gonna drop six straight points in like twenty seconds. And that's just why he's one of the best ever. And he has two games to win to cement his legacy and get that Finals MVP because it'll surely be his. And we'll see that on Monday in Game 5 in San Francisco. Uh, Golden State going to be back at home series tied 2-2. That's really all I have for you today. Just want to get a recap of this game. Again, I love this game. Such a fun one to watch. Stephen Curry, all-time great performance with 43 points. Wiggins really got it done with that 17.16 rebounds. And Boston, when it came to come down to it, they just couldn't score in the final 37-32. Give Golden State a lot of credit for their defense. That was just a quick little summary right there. But I know I know I don't always do Saturday episodes, but I just had to do it for this one. It's been a very relaxing time, obviously, at the beach. But we stay on the podcast grind. I'll get you guys another episode probably on Tuesday uh, to talk about Game 5. And potentially we'll get a little baseball recap depending on how uh, the Tar Heels do. But with that being said, thank you so much for listening to 125 Unfiltered, and I'll speak to you next time.